Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. It's Ben, uh, and the Eagles just hired their new head coach. Uh, Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, reported by Adam Schefter to have a deal in place to become the Eagles' new head coach. That news broke on on Thursday afternoon. On Thursday morning, I recorded a a podcast talking about why I thought Nick Sirianni was the best of the candidates that they were seriously considering over Josh McDaniels and Deuce Staley. That's the pod that you're about to hear. So this is my case for why Sirianni is good before the Eagles were hired. I'm excited to dive into some of the Colts film and take a look at the other stuff now that he officially is the head coach. So you stick around here with BGN Radio. You can listen to my podcast, the BGN Radio Emergency Show, and of course on BleedingGreenNation.com, all of our latest news and updates to the Sirianni hire. Michael Kist. Are you caught me not listening again? Benjamin Solak. You never listen! It's the Kist and Solak Show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high with the Solak and Solak Show here on BGN Radio. I'm your host, Benjamin Solak. He is your host, Benjamin Solak, because he is usually Michael Kist and he is not here today. As everybody probably well knows by this point kissed is promoted and moving on to the job in the big chair and so me in front of the mic solo for this one it's the eagles head coaching search and it is my case for nick sirianni in this episode the offensive coordinator for the indianapolis colts a late addition to the hiring cycle but apparently making a surge over some of the bigger names the eagles have talked to uh, he's my guy and i want to talk about why he's better than some of the other top candidates in this show As it is, it is Thursday morning. Uh, John Clark of NBC Philly reporting that the Eagles may make a hire as soon as the weekend, which would uh, certainly be nice because we've been sitting on this one for a while. And I think there's the sensation that the longer the Eagles wait, the more difficult it will be to um, bring in good assistants, get good coordinators, and especially in the case of a hire like Sirianni, who's uh, never called plays before, that's going to be an important thing. Uh, So Thursday morning, as we have it, there's a chance this gets out and none of it is real. But in the event that it is Nick Sirianni as the head coach, it'll be good because it'll be a nice little preview as to why I think that is exciting. For those who don't know, Nick Sirianni is the offensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts, has been for the last three seasons, which means he's been the OC under Frank Reich. Obviously, the Colts hired Frank Reich from Philadelphia after the Super Bowl win of 2017. Interestingly enough, uh, Sirianni's main competitor for the job, viewed as the leader uh, in, in the race over the last few days, is Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. Uh, those who are around for the 2018 coaching carousel will remember that Josh McDaniels had taken and agreed to terms on that Indianapolis Colts job. He was going to go coach Andrew Luck in Indy. Uh, and before he put pen to paper, he called the Colts up and basically backed out of the deal, uh, something that you don't typically see uh, at the NFL level when it comes to head coaching jobs. Very rare to see an about face at the 11th hour because McDaniels leaves Frank Reich becomes the head coach the Colts have to reopen their search they choose Frank Reich from Philadelphia Reich hires Nick Sirianni from uh the then San Diego Chargers just becoming the Los Angeles Chargers uh he was their wide receivers coach there he hires him to be the offensive coordinator and now all of a sudden Philadelphia is interviewing Josh McDaniels still the coordinator of the Patriots 
and Nick Sirianni, who spent the last three years under Frank Reich. So as always, it is a small world in the NFL. Now, Reich knew Sirianni, like I said, from his time in San Diego and in Los Angeles. Uh, Sirianni was on the Mike McCoy staff in San Diego starting in 2013 and all the way through 2017. Frank Reich, before he was hired by Philadelphia, worked on that staff under Mike McCoy. Uh, Sirianni was viewed as a, a young and budding head coach. He was the wide receivers coach there while uh, Frank Reich was the quarterbacks coach and then the offensive coordinator. And with him, uh, Keenan Allen had a career year in 2016. They had uh, Tyrell Williams become a 1,000-yard receiver and you know, Tyrell Williams really hasn't done much as a 1,000 yard receiver since then. Uh, so he had his best season under Nick Sirianni. Sirianni had a background in coaching quarterbacks and coaching defensive backs and coaching wide receivers all when he came and grabbed the Indianapolis Colts job. So Reich tagged him uh, after his time with Todd Haley, after his time in, in San Diego and in Los Angeles. And pretty instantly, Sirianni and the Colts offense was successful. Uh, their first year together was Andrew Luck in 2018. And Luck had a career season uh, under Sirianni and under Frank Reich. That was the year in which the Colts did actually make the playoffs with Luck as their starting quarterback in 2018. Obviously, we know what happened with Luck after that, where the injuries were just too much in 2019. He had the sudden retirement. They had to transition to Jacoby Brissett and then to Phillip Rivers. So it's pretty much three separate passers over three seasons for Nick Sirianni. And they were able to find success under each one. I mean, they weren't great under Jacoby Brissett in 2019. They end up going seven and nine in that season. But Jacoby, you know, isn't necessarily the greatest quarterback on the face of the planet. I think he's, a, he's a, probably a solid backup. Uh, and, and that passing offense was still functional. They, they like I said, they went seven and nine. They're about middling in points scored in DVOA. Uh, 2018, their leading quarterback was Andrew Luck. He was their starter. That was really his final healthy season. They made the playoffs in that year. And then, of course, in 2020, they make the playoffs under Phillip Rivers. And that's third quarterback in three years. And what you like to see film-wise is that Reich and Sirianni did different things relative to the quarterbacks that they had. Jacoby had the strong arm. They were more willing to push the football down the field. Phillip Rivers, at this point, depreciating arm ability, had to throw with anticipation, older age, so on and so forth. They kept a lot of stuff short, and they prioritized a lot of yak. And that's where you see players like Naeem Hines out of the backfield, who kind of filled a Darren Sproles-esque role for them, become super valuable to that passing game. You've seen changes in how they've gotten their targets distributed over the last couple of years. Now, Sirianni, a coach under Reich, still has his roots in the West Coast offense. And that's another encouraging thing is that terminology-wise and philosophy-wise, Sirianni's probably going to bring a similar approach to how he gets his receivers in the concept to what Peterson had here in Philadelphia. And you can argue that the Eagles want to move away from what Peterson did. Not necessarily that they should, but that they want to. That's part of the reason why the firing was made. Fine. Uh, but it is to the advantage of the players who will be held over on the roster, the majority of the offensive line, the majority of the receiving core, and certainly the two quarterbacks, Wentz and Hurts, if terminology remains the same, and if ideas like a, a, a triangle read, right, a three-level stretch, remain familiar to how the offense wants to move the ball down the field. You'll see a lot more mesh in what Indianapolis does on offense, which I think would be a welcome return because the Eagles were, I think, not as interested in shallow and deep crossing routes as maybe they should have been under Peterson. Uh, so you'll see a, a return there. I think you'll see a return of more power-based running concepts. They're not as heavy on the zone stuff, though that probably has something to do with their rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, what he was comfortable seeing and what he wasn't. But all of this to say, Sirianni has proven over his time to be flexible 
relative to the team that he's got in front of him. Compare that to a McDaniels, uh, Josh McDaniels, who has been a long-standing offensive coordinator in the league, has, as unlike Sirianni, who has three years of offensive coordinating experience, has been an offensive coordinator or a head coach for essentially 10, 15 years so uh, in, in the most recent years of his career. He's mostly been with Tom Brady the entire time. And when you look at how he's performed going back to 2005, uh, he had a top 10 DVOA offense in 05, 06, and 07 with Brady. And then he had another one with Matt Castle in 08 when Brady went down with that injury. That was when he got the Broncos job. And with Kyle Orton uh, in Denver, 2009-2010, it was middling. It was a, a middling DVOA offense. He gets fired from that job after basically a season and a half. Uh, takes the Los Angeles Rams coordinating job, has the 32nd ranked DVOA offense with Sam Bradford at the helm, goes back to New England, and has the top ranked DVOA offense with Tom Brady. And then another top five, and then another top five, or another top ten, another top five, another top five, another top five, another top five. He never had a non-top ten offense with Brady until last season, 2019. And that was when the personnel in Indianapolis was really bad. They didn't have any good pass catchers in 2019. The offensive line was beginning to struggle a little bit. And there were those rumors that Brady's arm strength was becoming a limiting factor, that he was getting too old for the game. Now, he went to Tampa. And I don't know if you heard Tampa's in the NFC Championship game. Brady's got the deepest depth of target of all quarterbacks in the league. Brady was not the problem with the offense in New England in 2019. Personnel was the primary issue. You, they're the 23rd ranked offense with Cam Newton in 2020 under McDaniels. Newton brings something in, in the running game, certainly. But Newton was also held back by the fact that he's throwing the ball to Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, and the shell of Julian Edelman. Bust wide receiver Nikhil Harry, no tight ends. They do not have the pass-catching weapons to be a successful passing offense. And McDaniels deserves a pass for that. But when you look across a much larger breadth of experience, I don't see a play caller who is flexible. And when you hear about McDaniels as a person... It also doesn't seem like he's just flexible as a dude, right? Paul Domovich had the report uh, uh, for the Inquirer where he shared a league executive. He doesn't really have the ability to connect with people on a human level, was the quote. He's very arrogant. Great head coaches are confident. There's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Josh crosses it. We know that McDaniels came into that meeting clear that he needed some sort of roster control it was evident that he did not want the keys completely in the hands of howie roseman and the report goes that roseman is okay with the power balance that mcdaniels presented laurie isn't and that's an interesting thing because i think that it speaks to just how much faith laurie has in, in howie roseman and certainly if your goal in the eagles head coaching cycle as a fan is to get it to the point where some power leaves howie roseman's hands then you might be rooting for McDaniels just because he's going to instigate a power struggle, right? There's going to be a, a power transfer. There's going to be a different guy in the room who has the ability to affect the roster at a high level. It's much more likely in the event that Nick Sirianni is hired, that Sirianni is treated as Doug Peterson was treated when he was hired. And honestly, one of the exciting things about Sirianni to me is that he is a Doug Peterson-esque figure. This will be a inexperienced offensive designer who's considered a young up-and-comer. Unlike Peterson, he won't have experience calling plays. But like Peterson, Lurie will likely want to pair him with a good head coach, a good assistant head coach, a good defensive coordinator, so that Sirianni's scope is limited, much like when Peterson was hired in 2016. We know what problems came from that. 
four or five years down the road. We know that Doug never got out of that hole. We, he never dug himself out of that that initial spot in which he was put. And that led to the dissolution of the Eagles roster. So there's a legitimate fear that if they bring in Sirianni, he's going to follow the exact same Doug arc. There's reports that, you know, Doug's a little bit, or excuse me, that Nick's a little bit tougher. Uh, that Sirianni is willing to coach hard if he needs to. But I think that the fall of Doug is going to teach Howie, Laurie, and even Nick Sirianni the lessons necessary to avoid a similar problem. So if you're looking for a head coach to take power over the team, you'll like McDaniels for that. I don't think McDaniels is going to be a successful offensive designer. I don't think he's going to adjust well to a non-New England culture where Harry Roseman is going to have way more power than McDaniels wants him to. I don't think he's going to react well with Carson Wentz. If you think about Wentz's perspective on all this, which certainly Wentz has caused due frustration with the Eagles fans recently, if McDaniels is hired, Wentz will know it's because Laurie and Roseman expect McDaniels to be mean to him <laughs> in order to get him to start playing better. That's not a good bedrock for a solid head coach quarterback foundation, a solid offensive play caller quarterback foundation. The first time they hit a snag in the relationship, there's already going to be so much hostility baked in. I don't see how it goes well for Wentz. Sirianni is a much more clean slate, as it were. And I think that quarterback and wide receiver background, if one of your, uh, he's coached both positions, if one of your big concerns with Wentz is his chemistry with his receivers, which has been a problem for multiple seasons now, a guy like that who's coached both positions, I think can be really beneficial. So to me, in the power dynamics in Philadelphia and the changes we'd like to see to the offense, Sirianni is a superior candidate to McDaniels. After the break, we'll talk about the other thing that's very important to Jeffrey Lurie and to Eagles fans, the staff that these guys can potentially bring together. We're talking staffs now, Nick Sirianni, uh, Josh McDaniels, and bringing into the fold the Eagles' third current dark horse, probably won't hire him candidate, Deuce Staley, which I love Deuce. Everything I read about Deuce is awesome. Every video I see of Deuce is awesome. I remember rooting for Deuce when I was a kid. The Eagles view him as break glass in case of emergency. I think it, it, if you read the like the tea leaves like between the lines, it couldn't be more clear. Like they love having him in the building. They can't wait to make him interim head coach in the event that they have a fire midseason. Uh, they like that he's working as their uh, assistant head coach, right? And this is coordinating the running game. They will hire him in the event that they can't think of anything better to do. They won't want to hire him they just have him back there just in case and that isn't fair to deuce uh I mean, if he's cool with that he's cool with that if he's not it isn't fair to him and he should do everything he can to get out of philly uh if he just has professional aspirations to be a head coach it's very clear that the eagles have pretty much capped his ascent and they're gonna sit on it and 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 keep him there in that spot for as long as possible they like the way he coaches running backs they like the way he is in the locker room he's a good philly guy they're going to keep him for as long as possible, and he's got to get out of here if he wants to rise up the ranks some way. But we'll bring Deuce Staley into the fold. Now, there was the rumor that Staley was going to put together a good staff, which is very interesting because Deuce Staley has never not been on the Eagles staff, right? This is not a guy who's bounced from coaching staffs to coaching staff, been an assistant coach at several different places, made some connections with some other guys who are currently rising up in the ranks, and he would bring them to Philadelphia. He was a special teams QC. Starting in 2011, took the running backs coach in 2013, 
and is now the assistant head coach and running backs coach for the last three seasons. He obviously played in Philadelphia and he, he played in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. When you rip through his his old teammates in Philadelphia and, and in Pittsburgh, it's difficult to find anybody he played with that's currently in the NFL coaching ranks. Uh, he overlapped for one year with Greg Lewis, uh, who was the wide receivers coach for Philadelphia a few years ago and is now the wide receiver coach in Kansas City. Uh, he wasn't a great wide receiver coach when he was here, but then again, the Eagles haven't had a good wide receiver coach in like five years. Uh, <laughs> the defense against the dark arts job, as we like to call it on this podcast. Uh, so Greg Lewis now with a few more years under his belt, maybe Staley wants to bring him in. I, I can't imagine it would be for more than a lateral move, though. Still wide receivers coach, and why not just stay in Kansas City? It's probably a lot easier to coach wide receivers there. Uh, and then, yeah, in Pittsburgh as well, uh, for the three seasons he played there, it's difficult to find any players with whom he overlapped. And so the, this insistence that Staley it can bring in a good coaching staff is interesting. Uh, I would imagine there's some South Carolina connections from his college uh, that it's difficult to draw through because there's obviously just so many pros and so many coaches who've passed through uh, the Gamecock program in the past. But besides that, it's difficult to read the tea leaves on who Deuce Staley's staff might be. So this rumor that they, that he it was really well well prepared and he had a great staff put together is great i think it shows that he has aspirations for this job it's just tough to figure out who that's going to be for deuce and, and i really do think deuce is still that that big red button uh to me this is between mcdaniels and sirianni mcdaniels staff is harrowing uh this is concerning uh with having been in the league for so long and having been in new england for so long mcdaniels path has crossed a ton of different guys if you look at the staffs that he put together in Denver, however, you'll find a wide receiver coach uh, named Adam Gase for two seasons, 2009-2010. You'll find a, a defensive coordinator in Mike Nolan, who was recently fired by the Cowboys for not being good at his job. Uh, you'll find offensive line coach Rick Dennison, who's currently the running uh, the running game coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. You'll find offensive line coach in Bob Wiley. He's the hot hut guy uh, from the Cleveland Browns Hard Knocks. Hot hut, little santa looking dude tummy goes up uh he's currently retired so so two offensive line coaches in the event that stoutland's not staying around uh maybe you're you're you're, you're looking at one of those guys to bring in dennison if you want a, a wide zone approach though i don't foresee mcdaniels being particularly interested in, in, in that kubiak style of offense i don't think he needs to go that way uh he coached mark Van manuel for a year in Denver, when Marco Manuel is still a player, Manuel is currently the safeties coach in Philadelphia, uh, so maybe he hangs around. When he was with the Rams, uh, Ken Flajoli was his defensive coordinator, and Ken Flajoli was the uh, Eagles linebackers coach up till this season, where I'm pretty sure they they let go of him. Uh, no, yeah, not expected to return in 2021. Uh, if he brings in Gase, we gotta freak out. Uh, if he brings in Mike Nolan, we gotta freak out. But when you look at what the Eagles are talking about with experienced and diverse staffs. I mean, Gase 100% seems like the sort of guy they'd want to bring in. He was next to Peyton Manning, West Coast background. He's been a head coach, multiple spots. He's going to bring experience. McDaniels, like, it's very legitimate that McDaniels could take the head coach job and make Adam Gase his offensive coordinator. That's 100% a real thing that could happen, that he could have floated. And, and Roseman and Lurie were like, yeah, sounds good, which should terrify Eagles fans because Gase isn't good at his job. Uh, McDaniel's already concerning the guys he could round out the staff with. Like if it's Gase and Nolan, this is DEFCON five. The Eagles coaching staff will be a laughing stock. Uh, and so some of the the ties that you have there are concerning. Now, obviously, I don't 
think that McDaniels in 2020 would have the same approach to staffing as he did in 2009, which is when he got that Broncos job. It's been 12 years. There's a good chance that having seen the body of work of Adam Gase over the last decade, that he's like, nah, this is not probably a good coach. But the NFL is a boys club, and it's all about connections. And so you look at those guys, you look at who he spent time with in New England, uh, recently fired Matt Patricia, uh, might be in line for a defensive coordinator job. You know, these are the sorts of guys, Romeo Cornell, who is, uh, I think he overlapped with the New England as well at the beginning of his tenure. These are guys that McDaniels is going to be associated with, uh, that are going to be familiar names to Lori, that are going to round out a quote unquote experienced coaching staff. And so if McDaniels is hired, not only do I not think that he's the right head coach for the Eagles, I don't think his staff is going to inspire much confidence. Now, Nick Sirianni. Uh, the background is exciting. Uh, there's danger still. He like he got his first job under Todd Haley. We don't want to be bringing Todd Haley into this this coaching staff. That is not necessary. But uh, he overlapped with Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator with the Los Angeles Chargers over the last couple of years. He and and Steichen were viewed as like the two young up and comers in that Chargers building under McCoy. Uh, Sirianni gets yanked by Reich to Indianapolis. Steichen sh- stayed, climbed up the ranks. Steichen coordinated for. Uh, Justin Herbert this year and a very successful season for Herbert. A lot of deep shots, a lot of really good play action looks. I I liked the way he got guys open down the field one-on-one run pass balance. Wasn't great. Anthony Lynn probably played a big part of that, the head coach. Um, But I think that when you talk about a play action passing game, they played on a pistol a lot, which I think is something the league needs to do more. So I thought he did well bringing in some familiar ideas for Herbert while also sticking in, in, in Los Angeles's approach. So Shane Steichen is a name to watch. Currently, I think still on staff with the Chargers. Uh, they obviously just made their new head coaching hire in Brandon Staley, who is the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Steichen, right now, that that we've not seen a n- we've not seen news from the Chargers as to whether Staley is going to completely turn over that offensive staff or not. A lot of Chargers fans want Steichen out in large part because of the run pass balance, especially on first down. I firmly believe that if he were brought here under Sirianni and he were brought here under Roseman and Lurie and an analytics drive, I don't think that Steichen would push a heavy dose of running on first downs. And that's a good thing. I think that he would bring his designs and I think that he would fall in line with Sirianni, Roseman, and Lurie's philosophies. And to me, that is ideal uh, for Shane Steichen. So I like him coming in. John McNulty is another name to look out for. Uh, longtime football fans will be familiar with John McNulty's name because he's been just about everywhere and done just about everything. Uh, he used to play at Penn State as well. He was a safety there for a couple of years. He was a coach with the Cowboys, coach with the Cardinals, coach with the Buccaneers, the Titans. He overlapped with uh, Sirianni in San Diego and Los Angeles. He was the tight ends coach there. He's currently the tight ends coach at Notre Dame. Experience coaching wide receivers and quarterbacks at the NFL level. Very exciting if you're going to bring in for Sirianni as your head coach bring in Steichen as your offensive coordinator. This is the guy that you would then tag to probably coach your quarterbacks or your wide receivers. And remember, both Steichen and Sirianni have experience coaching quarterbacks and coaching wide receivers. This completes your triumvirate. That's how you're going to move the football. You're going to throw it. You're going to throw it to your wideout. So John McNulty, another name to watch. Uh, And Dave Dugoglilimio, who is the offensive line coach who's been everywhere the last few years. He was in Indianapolis with Sirianni and Reich. He's a bit of a polarizing 
guy. He's been at four jobs in four years. And usually at the NFL level, that means you're not a good dude. Uh, he was the offensive line coach with the Giants uh, this past season. Obviously, Andrew Thomas uh, didn't play necessarily great under his tutelage. And so not the most resounding referral, as it were. But uh, he he was with Sirianni both in Indianapolis and in San Diego. Uh, so he, who just re- was released from his contract with the Giants, is another name to watch. And so I look at the staff Sirianni can put together off of his past associations. And to me, it looks better than the staff that McDaniels would put together. It is unfair to completely judge McDaniels off of the 2019 staff that he put together, or the 2009, excuse me, staff that he put together for the Broncos. That was over a decade ago. There's a good chance he's completely changed it and and, and he would have a a full, fresh staff. And if McDaniels is hired, we have to give him the opportunity to fill out his staff, see what it looks like, and evaluate it from there. When I look at emotional intelligence, when I look at locker room management, when I look at health for Carson Wentz, which... I mean, the McDaniel system requires a really smart and decisive quarterback pre-snap. That player has not been Wentz for the last couple of years. So when I look at quarterback health for Wentz, system friendliness to the quarterback, when I look at quarterback development for Jalen Hurts and the ability to adjust a system to a different style of passer, and when I look to the staff that you can put together, I'm strongly inclined uh, to favor Nick Sirianni. I've been excited about him for the last couple of days. I think his late surge over McDaniels, especially with Lurie's hesitancy on McDaniels, is an exciting note for Philadelphia fans. So Nick Sirianni, Josh McDaniels, Deuce Staley, your three big names to watch for the Eagles coaching job, at least as of Thursday morning. My bet is that by Saturday, Sirianni uh, is wearing the midnight green, and I will be excited by that prospect. It's not a slam dunk. It's not a home run. He's never called plays. He's a young guy. It's a risk. But that was true of Reed. It was kind of true of Peterson. This has been the mold that Lurie has chased. And while Reed was fired and Peterson was fired, when they were here, they were successful. As we've talked about, the the coaches aren't the reason that the team start to go sour. I think that Sirianni can bring freshness to the Eagles. I think that he has a good shot of helping get Wentz back up to 2019 caliber play, of developing Hurts, if that's the angle the Eagles choose to take. He is, to me, the top candidate for the job. So, yeah, nobody to toss the outro to me, so I'll just do it myself. Say goodbye. Okay, I will. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Kissed and Solak Show. Oh, frick, I said Kissed and Solak. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Solak and Solak Show here on BGN Radio. I am alone forever and sadly so. At least I have my microphone with me. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you listen to your podcasts. I've been Benjamin Solak on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. not going to tell you where to find Mike because he's not one of the family anymore. Eagles coaching staff updates coming to you later this week. Uh, the Bleachers with Seamus Clancy will have head coaching updates. The BGN Radio main show has already had a discussion about their head coaching candidates and how they prefer this goes. So everybody on the feed providing their thoughts before the Eagles make their final decision. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the feed so that we can continue to provide this thrilling off-season content for you as we approach free agency and the draft. So yeah, go team, go birds. XOXO. Gossip Girl. P G N. <laughs>